Good morning, everybody. It's um, 28th of the 10th, so uh, we're rolling into uh, to audit time for our AFSL, which is uh, pretty exciting. Um, but anyway, look, uh, happy things in the world. This is uh, a podcast again from me. This is going to be uh, just a, a quick podcast and uh, based on the, uh, the just an update from a compliance meeting that we had. So uh, Ricky Lee, John and myself, as well as the team in Cebu, all sit on a regular compliance podcast. Um, meeting and what i would do is just give you guys an update of what we were talking about in there just so you guys get a, a feel for what you know what, what we're talking about and that sort of thing so um good news today or good news this week um melbourne's down and uh melbourneites are actually allowed to go outside and uh, have a coffee and some food and congratulations to you guys well done um i'm not sure that uh, everyone's going to forgive daniel andrews immediately hopefully this weekend um Queensland uh, has an election and all of a sudden they open up their borders and uh, we might be back to being a normal country for a little while. Um, you know, we probably could have just made the conference if we uh, if we were lucky, but uh, fortunately, I think we've moved it to uh, February and I think that was a good move um, for all involved. Um, but anyway, so what we've done is with the compliance, we're going to change it. So we're not going to, we're going to stop using um, any uh, reference to audits because we feel that audits just are a little bit uncomfortable and it's probably not the nicest word and it's really not what we're doing. Um, and so what we'd, uh, the program will now be called the Advice Training and Monitoring Program. Okay, so uh, when you see it, it's referring to the Advice Training and Monitoring Program, that's uh, us looking at your files and your processes to try and help you get um, you know, your advice out in the most compliant way. It's, um, yeah, look, it's important to us to work that way. Um, well, look, we talked about scoring files and, uh, you know, we've still continued to agree that um, scoring your files is, is not conducive to anything and um, it has a bit of a negative connotation and people start fighting the, um, the scores. And look, and ultimately, we don't want you to, you know, fight the audit. If there's things in there you don't agree with it, don't agree with, make a note. Um, make sure the stuff is on your file. Um, you know, so, so for example, John misses something or says, you know, this wasn't on your file and you can clearly identify it, just identify that it's on the file and press on, sign the, um, sign the form to say that you found it. It's not about, um, the audit isn't about proving the audit is wrong. It's about you going through your file and it just get back, about somebody looking, having a helicopter view of your file and saying, right, this file stands up by itself. And I know I've said this before, definitely about conflicts and compliance is yes, your file, when it's, when it's um, checked by someone external to your business, it has to stand up on its own two feet. And so if you've got a CRM that holds most of the data and it's not in the actual file that you give over, then that stuff isn't going to be in the, you know, the, the whoever's looking at the file won't see it. So you have to come up with processes to regularly put that sort of information into your files and so that the file that you actually give up to be checked is a complete document. All right, so yeah, keep that, keep that in mind. Um, so the other thing is, uh, you know, work sorted. So we're finding that a lot of people don't have their um, their file on work sorted, or the, the work sorted one isn't allocated to the correct advisor. What we're going to start doing is that, uh, you know, we're going to have to uh, be a little bit more rigid on that. And when we select a file, um, and you know, if there's a problem with your work sorted or whatever, you need to come back to us almost immediately and tell us what's going on. Um, we had some advisors here it took two weeks to come back to us, and that, you know, that, that's unacceptable. Um, and if that's the case, we're going to have to, you know, start doing some draconian things to you guys to make sure that the stuff comes in. But look, at the, it's it's rare, but um, the the crux of it is get your um, your work sorted up to up to date and uh, make sure that the uh, the income is um, correctly allocated to the correct clients. Next thing we talk about with ongoing service agreements. Now, what we're doing is we're sort of just having the discussion about sending out your last F, um, FDS. 
and replacing it with ongoing service agreements. Now, there's a bit of consternation too about what needs to be in that ongoing service agreement if it's replacing an FDS. But ultimately, it doesn't have to have the level of fee disclosure because basically you're saying, here's my new agreement. Let's have that agreement for 12 months and we'll talk about what we're going to do. And, and uh, these are the things that I'm going to do. If you see the one that the, the AE specific one, it's got what the licensee is going to do, what the advisor is going to do and what we expect the client to do. And in that, how much it's going to cost and how the, how the money is going to be collected. You get off and you spend your 12 months um, on that agreement. You make sure that if you say you're going to do a review in that 12 months and that's what they're paying for, you get a review done on their file. Okay, The review doesn't necessarily have to be face-to-face, -face, but it has to be in accordance with what you've said in your ongoing agreement. So be careful that you use the correct words in there. But you don't have to itemise the fees of the last 12 months like you have been in an FDS. Now, look, some practices are still using FDS and opt-in and ongoing agreements. Some have gone completely to ongoing agreements. Some are in, um, in the middle. Look, the, the bottom line is I think early next year when Parliament starts sitting again, there's, there's um, if the, some of the FOFL um, rules are going to be wound back and the ongoing service agreement rules are going to be wound up if it gets across. But it just seems to me to make really good sense to just have one agreement with your client per annum, give them the review, give them the new agreement and, um, and, and provide your advice that way. And I think that the clients will appreciate that a little bit more. Um, trust and self-managed super fund entities. Well, look, we spoke about this and we've had some really, really ordinary files come in in, in in the space of this. And there's been a lot of extra work having been done by the advisors. Ultimately, if you're giving advice for a, an entity that's outside, so say you've got a, a husband and wife, I'm happy for you to use the husband and wife on the same SOA. But what we're saying is, albeit you can put a trust or a self-managed super fund on that piece of, on that document, we haven't seen it done well yet. You know, there's a couple of passable files on it, but not done well. We would prefer you have an additional SOA. I know that's a pain, but in most cases, the uh, the other entity can even pay for the additional SOA, but it makes so much more sense from a compliance perspective and definitely from a file checking perspective and for you actually getting yourself, yeah, getting the, the advice, you know, well, well put together to do two SOAs. Um, the other thing we talk about is pre-advice pre documents and working papers. And so your pre-advice documents, your FNAs, your risk profiles and that sort of stuff, just making sure that they're up to, date, up to date and you can prove that you've been into that document and you've updated the information. Yeah, look, it's really just, just really important that you actually show that these, this, um, these documents are up to speed and that you're actually paying lots of attention to them. And then your working papers. Like if you're comparing this policy or this product to something that's out there, um, compare it properly and keep the working papers and keep them up to date and make sure there's dates on it and all that sort of stuff so we can actually clearly see that you say, right, well, I'm going to move them from um, IWF to Colonial First State and the reason that I'm moving is because it's fees or I can't fit my model portfolio, you know, I can't fit the, um, they don't get the investment options that are best for them, um, et cetera, et cetera. But whatever you considered to make sure that that, that uh, the new position is in, in the client's best interest, then... Um, you need to show that clearly. Look, apart from that, look, there's been um, insurance with, uh, you know, to just uh, the level of documentation and the quality of advice with regard to insurance has just been a little bit off as well. And so we need to make sure that you actually cover that off as, um, as well as, as you can and, uh, and treat insurance with the uh, respect that it needs. 
and look, it is part of our part of our business to say, look, you know, we uh, we're going to give you insurance, and you know, most of our clients will need some. Obviously, the retiring guys don't. Um, you have to think about how you pay for it and how you disclose that payments. But because uh, of all the the pressure that's on commissions at this time that are paid by um, insurance, but but think about that. But apart from that, look, that that's a, a look a brief snapshot of our um, our compliance meeting, and uh, we'll be sending that. Uh, you know, we, we do that monthly. And um, I'll do a brief podcast after each one just to let you guys know where we're at with that. Now, obviously, next week we've got the PD day and the AGM. So um, that uh, should be uh, a great time to catch up and we'll you know, see how we deal with a big Zoom a Zoom meeting. But we've got some great stuff in the podcast. And what we're doing is with um, a couple of the, the, the correction, the Zoom PD day. And what we're doing is a lot of the sponsors are going to have breakout groups another day. And so if you... Um, see something that you think, oh, yeah, I want to catch up and I want to hear more about that particular issue, then they'll have an additional Zoom meeting um, the next day or a couple of days later that you can actually go in and it can be much more product or much more specific to um, what they're trying to talk to you about. But anyway, guys, thanks for listening and um, um, in, enjoy getting out in, in Melbourne and hopefully we'll be able to um, talk it together and, uh, and start enjoying life like we should do. Cheers.